0: Well, hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you every week by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where it is Substravaganza Month. That is exactly what it sounds like, Mr. Foster, Substravaganza.
1: I imagine
0: that to be an awesome experience, not even anything else
1: but an experience, DK, and you know what? I would ask you what it is. And you might answer me anyway, but I like to think of it as an experience either way around.
0: it. Yeah, it, it is that. It, uh, all the subs are on sale. Uh, right. They're all fresh, hot, made to order. You walk yeah. in. And by the way, there's a certain get-go in the community. I'm not going to say which one that happens to be near a certain location where a certain football team practices. That if you go there at a certain time of day, you will find any number of Pittsburgh Steelers
1: in there. DK. You, you may have given a much, a, many, much a, a better answer than trying to find a guy
0: at camp That's all I'm saying. That is that is accurate. Uh, Ramon, you know what I wanted to talk to you about this week principally mm-hmm. was players get told in the yeah. NFL, you are not wanted. you are not needed. And then in some form or other they come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, not always, not always. And sometimes when they're told they're not wanted or needed, they don't like James Connor signing with the Arizona Cardinals. The Steelers yeah. did not want James back. Uh, no. When you see the amount of money that he got one year at 1.75 million. I know. I know, I know. Don't tell me that's not money that he couldn't have gotten from Pittsburgh. No. And, and then there's Vince Williams who comes back after pretty unceremoniously being told his services were not needed at that cap hit. Yeah. Malone, what is the mindset of the athlete when that occurs?
1: There's two mindsets, probably more than, I'm probably going to give you more than two. I'm trying to hold it to two mindsets. In the case of James Conner, man, he's not a Pittsburgh, he's a Pennsylvania kid. He was embodied, embraced, loved, cherished, all of those sentimental, like, adjectives that I'm throwing out, feelings that I'm throwing out of everything Pittsburgh. When you talk about Pittsburgh strong in the last four or five years, it's James Conner. Even his senior year at college, James Conner could have possibly made more money than some rookies on an NFL roster in Pittsburgh because he was Pittsburgh strong through and through from Erie PA. um, Gosh, literally a cancer, not just a person. I'm talking about a cancer literally beat mm-hmm. that from. I'm not sure days, months, weeks of losing his life, like to battle back from that, and you get into a situation to where I'm just giving you the, the player psychology of mm-hmm. what goes on. You get into a situation where you bought in to be part of a brand, been part of been brought in to be a solution to um, team needs, and you buy into it as a young guy. You buy into it to say, "Man, I'm everything that Pittsburgh," and he was that. Okay. And go on, start Pro Bowl, great year. And then the the legend of James grows even more. Yeah. Where it comes into James, man, and his situation where it's noticeable that Pittsburgh didn't want him back. And both of these situations that I'm giving you, his versus Vince, is this. Everybody has that, oh, 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 it's some business. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. (laughs) <laughs> all of that emotion that goes into it, and fans tell you the man, You're supposed to be for us, and we're for you, and we love you, and all of these types of things. And then for the player, not the fans, for the player, because the thing about the player and the fan is this the fan is going to forever be a part of the organization because you've seen time and time again, guys come in and guys go, and you learn to deal with it. Um, but from a player's perspective, the hate always goes towards the player when a player chooses not to come back, or yeah. they're courted by another team, and for no reasons other than it being a business that it ruins the experience for you. Uh, guys go to another team, and, and fans sometimes tell guys, "You suck. You should have stayed with us." But it's never towards the team, you know. Like you guys suck for getting let go before letting go of, of Connor
0: mm-hmm. like
1: that. To me, when I saw him, like in what do you want, Arizona Red, I was like, God, oh, yeah. my Connor. <laughs> you know, like it's the business side of it, and then on the uh, so forth for a guy like James, like he had no choice when it was obviously just a matter of man, one point seven million dollars. I think
0: that's it, one point seven five um, for one year, and, I, and- I, I'm going to say this. But that is money that the Steelers very easily could have afforded, even if they just wanted James to be supporting cast to whoever it is that they draft. I mean, Ramon, that is a screaming signal that they just flat out didn't want him on the roster.
1: So it's two sides of it. It's it's multifaceted. Let me stop saying it's two sides of it. One, it it shows you the value of the running back position. I hate it because it rears its ugly head again. It sucks, okay? Yep. Another side of it is they probably have their eyes on somebody else who they think is better, younger, cheaper. Mm-hmm. That could be Vinny Snell. That could be somebody in a draft, okay? Or it could be running back by committee from here on out. That's what you got to deal with, too. And Another aspect of it, though, again, is I go to that point of like, I'm sure James wanted to be in Pittsburgh, but I'm sure in some part of this either talking to the Steelers or, honestly, none talking with the Steelers. Kind of ruined Pittsburgh for him, though. Mm -hmm. You know, like, again, I I think in the world of NFL, the game versus NFL, the business, James, James has probably had his own. All right, this is a, this
0: is a for real business. Yeah, that O uh, thing is 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 something that is a it. It's always been fascinating for me in covering teams because even though I'm in the locker room, I'm an outsider one hundred percent of the time. I I mm-hmm. don't belong there. I'm in there to do a job, and I leave. But when you're in there, mm-hmm. your own you are the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're not part of it. You're not employed by them. You right. actually embody them. It's a completely mm-hmm. different dynamic. So when at the end of a contract or at the end of a certain situation, you're told you're not, mm-hmm. it's a completely different yeah. and- feeling that anything that you could possibly be prepared for. Because on one hand... Excuse me. You're out there on the field. You're all in. Mm-hmm. You know that every play, with with all due respect, can be your last. Yeah. Okay. Uh, especially those of you and and you were out there who were who were out there with Ryan Shazier in Cincinnati. Uh, you yeah. know what you're giving, mm-hmm. and you know to whom you are giving it. To what institution? And then you're just told that you're not wanted or you're not part of it. I don't know that that's something that properly can be conveyed to people like, even to people like me on the outside.
1: It, it can't because, you, you, again, you buy in to it. Like, and I got to give it to Coach Tomlin, Kev Colbert, all the coaches that Coach Tomlin and, and, and the Rooney family employ okay who you pick like they everybody gets an okay for at least mr rooney and and just everybody in the front office say hey yeah you're a part of they build they do build relationships that family aspect of it is is real inside that building Mm -hmm. and so with them and and how this situation has unfolded for james to say we just don't want to do business with you that It's got to hurt. I don't know what we're going to see from Connor in Arizona, you know, Mm -hmm. but I guarantee, if I can, I guarantee you, he's going to be a different guy at that running back position because the love stage is over with as far as what he means to this league, you know, what he means at his position. Uh, He he might be a little bit more selfish moving forward and how he operates because that's what goes into your mind. Y'all didn't want me, I was a pro bowler. You didn't want me? (laughs) Le'Veon left. Like, I was the guy that was in, and I smoothed over this transition. And now you boot me. Now, Vince Williams' situation, I got a feeling they may have told Vinny, like, we like you. If you find something else, fine. But we're not going to pay you this. And this year, the cap has been a reason why. Vinny was a cap casualty. Vinny still holds value at that position, at that room. Uh, Devin is coming back from the ACL. You know, uh, they got Spillane still up the middle, too. And you look at Vinny as being a steady piece that's going to get this group through, a guy that's going to be able to be a leader in this defense still. And Vinny still can play. It's just that now they bring Vinny back, I'm guessing, for lesser. uh, And Mm -hmm. Vinny may end up – I'll never discount Vinny, okay? Mm -mm. I'm going to say this, but I know the type of guy that Vinny is because I know – I ain't going to say I know his mindset, but I I know Vinny's mind is like mine. They're trying to probably put Vinny in a role. OK, and, you know, like I know Vinny's not going to do well in playing a role like being a rush linebacker. Or <laughs> no, 20 <playing he's> percent <laughs> of the snaps. If Vinny is out there, he's going to play and going to want to be a starter. It's mm. a matter of Spillane and, and the health of Devin and the other guys that are in that, that building also. And it, it all depends on if they draft a young middle linebacker, too, which is probably going to be something got to do. Vinny, I know was, I, ain't gonna say, I know he was pissed about it. I got the feeling. But he was big, he was pissed about being let go and uh and i talked to him for a split second you know after the after he got cut mm-hmm. and vinny's savvy enough to know the business um and i think you know like i know pittsburgh again like i said has that family feel and if you can go back the odds of winning in Pittsburgh is a lot higher than I'm sure anywhere else.
0: No there's no question about that. We're gonna talk more about the defense. Uh, in general, and the impact of a couple of guys, Vinny and Tyson Alulu coming back right mm-hmm. after this. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show, fueled by the Get-Go Cafe and Market. And Ramon, you started talking about Vince Williams being back. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to presume that your reaction when you heard that news was the same as mine, where it was just like this exhale. like <laughs> Because, look, I, l- let's be real here when this all unfolded free agency Yeah, and Tyson Alualu is gone and Bud is gone and now Steven Nelson is gone
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then Vinny's gone and you're thinking, I'm sorry, there aren't enough standard as the standard guys to compensate for all this. Culture. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You can culture yourself into oblivion. You still need to have football players. Yeah. Okay? And, when Tyson came back, my first reaction was, "Okay, there's one enormous problem solved that did not have another solution to it." I'm yeah. With you know, with due respect to Isaiah Bugs and Carlos Davis, no, not right now. Yeah, not okay, now, not now. Um, and then Vinny comes back, and I'm going to be honest with you. I I think more of Vince Williams is a football player than I do Robert Spillane. Uh, even at this stage of his career, I could be wrong. I'd be open to being wrong on that. Oh, yeah. But but Vince Williams being on your football field and on your sideline and in your huddle is a completely different animal. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. yes. So
1: I'll tell you my reaction when mm. I saw Vinny was going back. to. So my reaction was, oh, wow, good. <laughs> like <laughs> like I, you didn't see it coming. <laughs> I didn't see it come absolutely because, like I said, we had a brief conversation about him getting cut. Okay, and again, I'm for my guys being employed, so I was just like, "Hey, Vinny, come to Nashville." You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. That was I threw it out there because I'm like, again, when you're around it for a while, DK, and you've seen it, you've heard the stories, you've you've heard the one big story, of course, around that as far as like not being wanted or you're you're getting the boot, like. It's a brutal business behind the game. Yep. So I really didn't expect Vinny back. But when I saw him back, I was like, good. Like, yes, this is good. You know what I'm saying? And again, you made a point, too, what I said in, in our last segment was the fact that, look, if Vinny's in that building, Vinny's playing. The same way I feel about Tyson and Louie Louie. Like, yeah. you, you say what you want to about Tyson not living up to the bill of a first-round draft pick. No, 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 no. Tyson can play.
0: He was a late I, bloomer. I, I, he was a classic yeah. late bloomer. He, he, he has, he has first-round pedigree written all over his performance the last three years, not two. Everybody yes. talks about since Tyson moved to nose tackle and everything. Tyson was performing at a Pro Bowl yes. elite level for the last three years, including when he was just interchanging with mm-hmm. linemen, and I have no less an authority on that then one Cameron Hayward and one Stefan mm-hmm. Tewitt who will swear by the guy. Oh, by the way, so Another will, so will TJ Watt. And Javon Hargrave. And Javon Hargrave will say the same thing. That's
1: Think about great. this. Javon learned from Tyson and made me a better player, and Marquise and Dave also in practice because of mm-hmm. what Tyson was doing. I saw Tyson be the same size, same stature somewhat as Javon Hargrave, who at one point for about two weeks at free agency – and twenty, uh, what was it twenty twenty or whatever? Yep. Was the highest paid nose tackle? Like he learned from a guy like that. And so when you say no disrespect to uh, Bugs or uh, the young D tackle, um, Carlos Davis,
0: yeah. Carlos
1: Davis, new seventy three, Carlos Davis. Yeah. Uh, when when you say no disrespect to them, that's because you know what Tyson brings to the table. Yeah. Tyson it's brings not, not that now. leadership. He he brings himself along to teach Carlos and Isaiah if they're willing to learn. This is how you play the position. You guys, all those guys, probably you put them in line same height, about the same weight. So if you're, if they're smart, they learn from him. The same way, I know Devin is smart because Devin has an NFL pedigree and his father, But and, and Robert Spillane also. They learn from Vinny. You don't get cut and get brought back the way Vinny is unless you are that type of guy, okay? Like he may not be where he was as far as Vinny or what you want, But there's a lot of guys, and I think people and fans need to realize this there's a lot of guys that play damn good roles on teams that are worth more than what they put in their stat column. Vinny is one of those guys, on top of being a hard nosed guy, too. He's an attitude guy,
0: you know. Vinny Vinny is gonna, I'll tell you this right now, and I'm not saying this to you because you know it, but I'm saying this to the people who are listening. Mm -hmm. Vinny is going to. Blow people up at Latrobe. Like in a way that I don't West. think. And I mean, he, and he is going to stand over people. Mm-hmm. He is going to yell out in mm-hmm. the direction of the coaching staff mm-hmm. <laughs> that you cut yeah. me. You cut oh, this. You, you cut said. this. <laughs> you.
1: You. And you know what he's going to do? If uh, Jeff's not on the field, he going to look up into that press box or what the coach is, uh, what the yeah, yeah, Jeff, yeah. and he's going to point up to. You, you, this is why you brought me back, <laughs> okay? And you know what Vince does too, in which I was like, wow, good. There's, there's a factor that left DK and Bud of attitude of goon mentality that Vinny helps keep in place.
0: Uh, goon mentality is a phrase that you use occasionally, <laughs> and I just love it. And I think that part was underappreciated uh, as it relates to Bud. Yeah. I, I don't know that the outside world got to see that as much because he was not a player who was penalized. Like, you no. didn't see flags get thrown on him. But Bud had a well, – not past tense. Bud still exists. He's just in your <laughs> part of the woods now. But Bud, yeah. Bud has um, has a mean streak about him, which belies who he is off the field yep. And you want that, and you need that on your defense. You need that snarl. Ramon, let me ask you this. When yep. you – when where we were talking about the defense just 2 3 weeks ago um is it back to the point with with vinny with tyson uh, i mean you're still looking at you know you know i mean cam sutton was brought back too and i don't, yeah. I don't mean to ignore Can't that, that, that. Yeah. that's a big deal um is this defense still going to be a top 10, top 5 defense the way it was? Is it still going to be able to produce the takeaways it does with no Nelson, no Bud? Um,
1: The the, the biggest void I think that's got to be answered, it's got to be answered quick, is, okay, where huh, – there's two of them. Where is Cam Sutton going to play at as they opposed have. to Steve Nelson being out? Mm-hmm. Other parties you're missing is, we ain't even mentioned, but Mike Hilton ain't there either. Right. So they got to find a new Mike Hilton – and they also got to find somebody to replace uh, uh, Steve Nelson. The, the good thing that you have is you have those core guys that you brought up, Cam, Toit, Tyson, TJ, Minka, and I'll even throw Terrell in there. You have to at this
0: push. point. Yeah, yeah. Terrell yeah. is solid. Yeah. Terrell grew exactly. up last year. Yeah,
1: And Joe may be older, but Joe still plays at a high-efficient level too. Can they get back there? Yes, when you have that quarter. Thing is, they're gonna have to drag the new guys who are in those starting positions with them. And I mean that. And and, and I'm not saying like physically drag them, but you know what I mean by saying, (laughs) hey, get with us, or we're gonna call you out. Because that defense is known for that. Like, hey, look, if you ain't doing your job, Cam has no, I'm talking about no reservations about not telling about telling somebody about what they're not doing, because he's always first in line. He's always pushing the envelope on how we play in Pittsburgh, and you know how we play. It's hard. nose. So at the minimum, DK, if you ask me, can they get the top ten, top five? I say they're top ten.
0: Oh, okay. It's it's
1: a matter of, honestly, how much the offense helps out with the snow offense, with coming back a year removed from his surgery, um, and what they do in the draft.
0: Well, that's, that's obviously a big variable of the offense. I mean, the draft is – we'll see. I still want to see a running back in the first round, uh, and I believe – By the he, name of Najee N- N- Harris, but if it's not him, if he's taken, and there are a couple of teams at 18 and 23 that could take him ahead of 24, uh, I, I think you still have Travis Etienne out of Clemson. Yeah, it's, yeah. You still have Javante Williams. You still have other guys that you can take, depending on how the Steelers feel about them. And, mm-hmm. and after the way they took Le'Veon Bell, when everyone else was saying, Eddie Lacy, Eddie Lacy, Eddie Lacy. Oh. Remember that? Remember yeah. that? That was yeah. all Eddie Lacy. And when the Steelers didn't take Lacy, it was like, oh, no, what are they doing? Yeah. Whatever. Well, they kind of did okay with that, that particular selection.
1: They did. And I'll say this. The way this draft is being front-loaded by. Uh, i would say these receivers and the quarterbacks and one tight end they'll have a quality pick still yeah. at look, 24.
0: yeah I, I i think so too and then the draft is also loaded with offensive tackle yeah you're, you're the last person that i need to 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 tell that the value of that position even though you have zach Banner and you have chukes Sakura for
1: yeah
0: uh, you still could always use additional depth there yeah uh, not that you would invest a first or second rounder in depth no. you know what i'm for saying development Development, yeah, you could bring someone in like that. and then, then there's defense, but there's also that this team uh, has oh, has yeah. has options. Well, it but it 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 can still be dynamic defensively. It just can, Ramon. Yes, uh, I I think if, if Alex Highsmith, he doesn't have to be Bud in Bud's nope. first year. Bud wasn't Bud in he Bud's was not first year. You, I think Alex Highsmith just has to keep the other team honest.
1: The thing that Alex Highsmith has for him, and I enjoy that, he brings a lot of the same elements that Bud did, and Bud brought a lot of the same elements that uh, that 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 uh, what Lamar Woodley brought also. Mm -hmm. They're good run stoppers off the edge, guys that play off the edge.
0: Good point, such a good point. James,
1: Lamar, Bud, and now you got Highsmith. Highsmith plays the edge. Well, and I know I met, I left Jarvis out of it, Jarvis Jones, but he didn't play the run that well either. A uh, Worlds was oh was he on the other side? Worlds was on the other side. Worlds was players. well.
0: Worlds was moved to the left whenever he became more effective. Remember, and and, and yeah, and Jason was never a great run stopper either. No. And these guys were both. He and Jarvis were both undersized for the position. Uh Jason at least found a way to get back to the quarterback. He was kind yeah. of like a sneaky guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, yep,
0: sneaky, <laughs> yep. Um, uh, but I I. I I feel like in this case, you have what you need over there in Alex Highsmith is just be good enough. Good Keep enough team offense. And then TJ is still your variable. Minka is still your variable as yes. long as you can get your corners to be stable uh and, and function in island settings, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, Ramon. I'm just not I know there's a there's a general despondency right now in Steelers Nation about the defense, but I'm not feeling it myself. <laughs>
1: I, I, I think they're going to be fine. Again, the, the biggest variable of them all I don't think is necessarily Bud being gone. I don't. I think Highsmith with more reps, he's going to be fine. And I'm not saying that Highsmith is going to be Bud in year one, as you said. The biggest blip to me is Mike Hilton hmm. being gone. Okay. If, I, I don't know who they're going to find or if Cam they- Sutton's going to play that position. Uh, cam was played as like a new he was paid as a new starter, okay? Well Ramon, you let me what, tell you. Was.
0: what cam what cam was what cam told us that he was told was that he'll he'll basically be outside in a base package. but you mm-hmm. know and I know they never use the base package exactly. so he, he, he will he would kick inside uh, in in a sub and then they will use whether it's Justin Lane. Uh, or Jason yeah. Pierre out on the outside in those events and then continue to use Cam in those types of roles in those Mike Hilton-type roles in a sub.
1: hmm I'm I'm okay with that. If that's the case, mm-hmm. I say this team, and the way Coach Butts call it, along with his, you know, they, they've got like a, a, a mastermind group behind this defense and have for a long while, and we know that to be true because in Pittsburgh you, you better run the ball, which we learned, my last year and the year before, like you better be able to run the ball and you better play defense. So top 10, I can see them being top 10. If we're looking at the, the scope of the rest of the league, Pittsburgh's still in a, a, a way better situation than
0: most, and most leaves you in the top 10. When we come back, a slice of life with Ramon. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. All I do is carry water for Moan. That's that's my job around here. (laughs) Oh, my God. Let's call this portion of it Slice of Life with Ramon because Ramon's life has remained super interesting even after (laughs) his playing career, which is not the norm, I will say. And I know for a fact, Moan, that you talk with guys, you communicate with guys who – who haven't found other things, who don't necessarily immediately dive into something else. And and you, yeah. in addition to your work with us at DK Pittsburgh Sports, you've also uh taken on a big job with with 1045 the zone down in Nashville. Uh, the yeah. J Mart and Ramon show down there is a smash hit from what I understand, without <laughs> being in the Nashville market here. How much fun are you having with that?
1: I'm having fun, DK. I, I really am, man. If if anybody knew me in Pittsburgh, which a lot of people did, at least on the media side, they knew that my life was going to be somewhat in the media, okay. And I, just to be honest, since we're having a slice real quick, slice. When I yeah, when I initially retired, I wanted nothing to do with like the game. I wanted a different challenge, DK. Like. I'm in football. I've been in football since the seventh grade, since 1997. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's where I was like 1997, 98. I've been playing football. Like I want to do something else. Don't define me as a guy that plays football. I don't want it to follow me. I went through all of that DK. Like I went through all of that. Uh, I just like, let me find something new. And um, I actually had a sales job set up with like this, this big company with like a nice, Okay, it was really, really set up for me. Okay, I was gonna work under somebody for maybe a year and I was gonna move up to a really big, I ain't gonna say executive side, but like I was brought in to like bring in the heavy side of it. Okay, Mm -hmm. and it was set up. I was set to do the interview. I did the interview and the national, I mean, the uh, regional recruiter hit me up. And lo and behold, the radio station hits me up right after that.
0: Mm-hmm. And here
1: I am balancing the two. And it was actually my wife that was like, Mom, you can go into this world of corporate America and do this and that. She's like, but I don't know if you're gonna enjoy it, basically. She's like, Yeah, yeah. I-, I know you don't want to be trapped in the football and sports, but mom, that's what you know best. It's not who you, you are. Do- it's who you I- are. And and I've done so much don't prep with that. you. I've done so much prep with you and just yeah. other media personalities in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. the word was just like, Mom, stop denying it, okay? And no lie, our ratings have gone up. They've actually gone up, DK, mm-hmm. in a dead period. And you know this year to be the dead time of, like, mm-hmm. radio. Sure. And they've actually still gone up. Uh, it's crazy here. Uh, maybe because I'm I'm in Titans land, but when they come up to me, they don't even mention football. They mention, like, the radio show. So, for a guy like myself that always wanted to be more than just an athlete, you know? Like, oh, they yeah. mentioned my second career more. And I... I'll be honest with you. That was um that that's pretty cool for a guy it. Because we get put in a box sometimes. You oh, know, sure. at, no football and players it, do.
0: And it's funny that when, when you and I used to have these kidding, semi-kidding conversations at your school. No, small, they were uh, interviews. Okay. Well <laughs> they not were job enough. Interviews with you. they were kind of job <laughs> interviews. But it's like Ramon, I'm like, you know you're gonna come work for us someday. You know you're gonna do yeah. that. And you'd like you'd look up at me and you'd go. You think so? <laughs> in your very Ramon voice. <laughs> you think so? And but I waited a month. Yeah. I waited a month out of respect. Yeah. To even to even approach you. Yeah. And then it was interesting to me that the first few columns that you wrote for us were very much in the spirit of what you just discussed, which was they weren't all that footballish. No. There was stuff about youth sports and things mm-hmm. that you had observed. And then, of course, things got a lot more serious last year with the race riots and everything. Yeah. else. And, and you wrote about things like that. And I, I feel like without being in the Nashville market and without hearing uh, the work that you do uh, w- with J-Mart, that your own voice is gonna lend itself to whatever it is that comes up. And that that could be sports. It might even be other sports in Nashville. Heck, I fully expect you to become the authority on Predators hockey before long. <laughs> <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, but but that's you know the the Id- just being you is is the authentic selling point. You know I what I mean? Regardless that, yeah. of the subject matter.
1: I appreciate you saying that, man. And, um, I think uh, I got a boss now. I think my boss kind of feels the same way you do, man. Uh, they said something to me. It was, uh, I, I think most guys would probably take offense to when you get into this world or when they start talking about your personality. They were just like, you know, you're likable. Like, the hell you mean I'm likable? Like, I'm this stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> But then they say stuff like, "No, no, no, no." Like you're postboy in this world of being in the sports media, especially a former player. A lot of guys put themselves above people, and it's like with you. Like when I go to my son's like baseball games and just out somewhere, people literally will walk up to me and will will start a conversation, DK. And they were just like, "When you're, you know, you giving yourself to, um, you giving yourself to the crowd, and they see you on the radio through your voice, like that's what happens." So. I appreciate you seeing that in me and it just being a part of, uh, what we've grown into with DK Pittsburgh sports. And just, I appreciate being a part of the ride with you too, man. And this slice we're having right now.
0: That was a slice of life with Ramon Foster, which is always fun. We will do another Ramon Foster show next week here on DK sports radio. Thanks, Moan.
1: Absolutely. DK anytime.